Welcome to the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. Hello everybody, my name is Gary Fairley and this is the Saturday Supplement for the 27th of January 2024. It's already the fourth show of the year um, and it just seems like five minutes ago that we were were closing the book on the 2023 season. It's been a busy old week in pro cycling. Um, In Spain we've had cyclocross, we've had Challenge Mallorca men and women's races um, and the racing continues in Australia. Um, I'm going to be looking forward to 2025 if that wasn't enough. Um, All will be revealed. Um, But let's take a step back to last weekend um, and the closing stages of the Tour Down Under. Um, now, it was very much a rarity for a stage race these days that the, all three GQ, in fact, all four GC contenders went to the line on the final stage. It was Israel Premier Tech's Welsh wizard, Stevie Williams, who prevailed on the stage to Mount Lofty, beating Ineos' Jonathan Navaez and UAE team Emirates' Isaac Del Toro uh, on the line. Um, and that was a top three that would actually become the GC podium. Stage 5 winner DSM Firmini post Enel's Oscar only finished in the chase group that came in 10 seconds behind the leaders and that meant he missed the podium um, by a mere 9 seconds. Um, fine margins indeed. Um, this was the second World Tour win for Stevie Williams. He'd previously won the opening stage of the 2022 Tour de Suisse when he rode for Barry and Victorious um, and he also won last season's Arctic Tour of Norway. That's the, that's the picturesque one. Um, so th- this is by no means an aberration. Um, the points competition was uh, won by um, well, th- three-time stage winner Sam Wellsford, Bora Hansgrohe. The youth competition was snatched from Oscar only um, by Isaac Del Toro, um, who'd won stage two uh, and also you know, finished on the podium um, on the final stage. Um, and the King of the Mountains competition for the Tour de Under went to the Aussie national team's Luke Burns. Um, racing continues um, this weekend ahead of... Um, in fact, it's continuing as we speak um, ahead of the next World Tour race of the season, um, which is the, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Races. Um, UAE team Emirates, sorry, UAE team ADQ, so the women's team, um, Sofia Bertizolo uh, won the Gillon Classic on Wednesday ahead of Georgia Baker of Livalola Jacob and Francesca Barral of DSM. Um, and on Thursday, or yesterday as I speak, um, Intermarche Monte's Binyam Girmay edged out Elia Viviani in the Surf Coast Classic um, ahead of Israel Premier Tech's Corbin Strong in third place. So, yeah, it's been all go. Meanwhile, on the Spanish mainland, cross was happening. Uh, we had round 13 of the World Cup in Benidorm. Third place was good enough for Celinda Alvarado to wrap up the overall, as I suggested last week, I think. Um, Fem van Empel returned to duel in the sand with Puck Peters uh, and take a second-to-last corner win in the process. Alvarado had suffered a slipping chain uh, earlier in the race, and that cost her time, um, but she managed to finish 16 seconds behind the lead pair, giving her her first World Cup Series title. So, congratulations, Celine. In the men's race, uh, you could have been forgiven in the build-up for forgetting that the overall standards were even tighter going into round 13. Um, it was all about the big three, wasn't it? Mount Van Aert, Matthew van der Poel and Tom Pidcock. 
before we crunch the numbers, though, um, yeah, Wim van Aert finally bested Matthew van der Poel. It was a dropped chain in the opening lap that, that dropped the Dutchman uh, to 28th place. Um, he chased back to the lead group and, and looked really impressive at times. I mean, there's, you know, there's no doubting who the best cyclocross rider in the world right now is. Um, but it was a crash in the second to last lap that effectively killed his chances off. Van Aert attacked on the second to last lap as well, followed by European champion Michael Van Turnout. Um, but despite a fall when remounting after the final barrier section, which actually broke his saddle, um, Wout took his first World Cup win of the season um, by three seconds from Van Turnout with Thibaut Nace coming in third. Now, into the numbers, um, as far as the overall standings go, fourth place allowed series leader Elizabeth to extend his lead over Joris Neuenhaus to some 25 points, pretty much putting Pim Ronhar and Lars van der Haar out of contention for the title. Um, 40 points for the win are up for grabs at Hoogaheide this weekend, um, but even assuming Matthew van der Poel makes amends for last weekend's blip, um, you would have to bet on Elizabeth being crowned series winner um, at the end of Sunday. But, as we've seen quite a lot this season, anything can happen in cyclocross, and as Formula 1 commentator Murray Walker used to say, and usually does. Before that, of course, the X2O trophy returns with round six, Flandrian Cross in Hammer in Belgium. Uh, Van der Poel's won the last three of these um, and starts the men's race, while Femme Van Empel has uh, won all five races in the series and also starts. Funnily enough, Van Empel leads the, C- the GC um, and Lars van der Haar leads the men. Now that we've caught up with all the, the racing over the last seven days, uh, well, let's, let's go to this week's talking point, um, which which is a new feature, which I introduced pretty much within the last ten minutes. Uh, but I have been looking at the lists of riders who um, are due contract renewals, extensions, whatever, at the end of 2024. Um, and I think 2025 is going to be an absolute dandy of a season in the women's peloton, but we'll come to that in a second. Um, the men's peloton sees the likes of Mark Cavendish, Edvald Bosenhagen, Nairo Quintana and Rui Costa all without contracts at the end of 2024, although largely you might not unreasonably assume because either they've said it's the last year in, in Cavendish's case, or they're getting on a bit. Um, maybe Jasper Phillips of DSM, Simon Yates at Jayco um, and Julian Alaphilippe at Quickstep are you know, worthy of note right now as well. They're in the same position. Um, I think Lulu this week, um, Alaphilippe, has already hinted that his future could potentially n- not lie in a quick step jersey. Um, and we watch that with, with interest. But among the women's world tour teams, though, it is a different ball game. If we look at Lidl Trek, for example, Elisa Longo Borghini, Lizzie Dignan, uh, Ellen Van Dyke, Amanda Spratt, you know. Their their current contracts run out at the end of the season. Canyon Sram, Cassia Nivia Doma, Elise Shabby, Tiffany Cromwell, um, FDJ Suez, Cecil Utrecht Ludwig um, is is out of contract at the end of the season, as is Martha Cavalli, Gracie Brown, Lewis Adahist. Um, but SD Works Pro Time um, have 13 of 16 riders um, looking for a new contract. Um, Demi Vollering, Lotha Kapeki, Marlon Reusser. Chantal Vanderbroek Black, Christina Myers, Elena Cicchini, Anna Shackley, Blanca Vass, Barbara Goreshi, Lonica Unikin, Femke Marcus, Misha Bredevold, and Neve Fisher Black. Um, yeah, that's quite a lot of riders to be uh, potentially moving on at the end of the season. Of more significance, perhaps, is that of the 
53 non-national championship um, races won by SD Watch Riders last year. 62, if you include that. Um, nine nine riders um, won those races, um, and eight of them are out of contract. Only Lorena Vibus, um, new girl Femka Heritza, or Heri, as she was calling herself in the, in the team presentation this week, um, and Mari Schreiber um, have deals beyond the end of the year. Um, so what does that mean, or what are, the, what are the moving pieces in this this sliding puzzle? Well, let's look at Trek, for starters. Lizzie Dynan's 36, um, but she's already said that she wants to go on beyond this year. Um, and you know, Trek have been hugely supportive of of her, and also fellow mum, Ellen Van Dyke. Um, so you'd expect a bit of loyalty in both directions. Um, but experience in a team, I think, is one thing. And Little Trek must be looking for more wins this season. Um, and if not, then certainly next season. Uh, last year, Elisa Longo-Borghini kicked things off at the UAE Tour and kind of topped them up um, during the season. Uh, but I think, you know, longer term, they're going to be looking to the likes of Gaia Riolini um, for, for the race wins. And, you know, is she maybe... Um, a bit green at the moment, I don't know. Um, Canyon Sram were the third ranked team last season, and, and again, they really need to be looking to do better. I, I, I'm a, a, a big fan of Canyon Sram and not just their kit, um, but they're they're just always knocking at the door, and obviously they, they exist in a world of SD works, um, so that's difficult. But none of their big guns really won last season. Um, I mean, I guess that's, that's unfair in Chloe Diger, um, for example, but Antonia Niedermeyer, Ricardo Bowenfind, um, and Shari Bossout, um, and Agnieszka Skalniak Soika brought the big points home for them in the World Tour. Um, so what's your point, Gary? Well, Cassia Doma in particular is a, is a big name and a big salary on a spreadsheet um, if you're not winning regularly. Um, and, and I kind of could see her moving to, to EF, um, education. I think that kind of vibe, the groovy, laid-back kind of gravel tendencies you know, for the gravel world champion, um, I think that could potentially be a good home in the future. I don't know, um, but I also see that Canyon Stram need to get um, a big a big race, big rider in, um, if, if they're going to step up um, and challenge uh, SD Works. Um, in any way, shape or form. Um, FDJ Suez, uh, I mentioned, they had six World Tour victories last year, 19 in total if you include national championships. Gracie Brown got three, Cicely Triplett got two and Luis Adehest um, got the other. Um, and again, it's how do you develop that? You know, they were nowhere at the Tour de France fam, um, their home race. And so you'd think, if, if I'm management, where do I want to get maximum bang for my buck? And it's it's there, it's at the Tour de France fam, um, and it's been at the sharp end um, of races. Um, EF Education Canada, uh, who I mentioned, um, they're the new girls on the block, but tellingly they have 10 riders, all of them in single-year deals, including last year's Paris-Roubaix winner, the ever-popular Alison Jackson, um, and also uh, US rider Corinne Lebecki. Um, and again, wh- where do you bring the the race winning now so the experience um, and the longevity can you bring that from outside and I think if they want to make an impact they're going to have to start coming out the blocks pretty fast this season um, but next year would be one of the the, the Tommy testers um, and then Movistar um, who have almost overlooked I, I still think they're light on GC one day type um, riders um, they're heavily stacked with climbing talent, obviously. Um, it's going to be a transition season without Annemiek van Vluten in 2024. Um, and while it was usually all in for, for their leader, um, 
last year possibly to the detriment of others um, they could suffer from a little bit of a lack of focus I think um, 14 wins last season and Van Vluten won 7 um, and I don't see where those other 7 re- wins are going to come this season um, so where are you going with this Gary well every team needs to step up if they're going to stop if they're going to challenge SD Works pro time um, they are you know, the topper most of the popper most to quote the Beatles um, and to continue that paraphrasing, um, when you've reached the top or most of the pop or most, there's really only one way down, isn't there? Um, a lot of stuff is going to be decided during the season. That you know, I'm well aware of that. Lot Lota Kapeki has already spoken um, as much. You know, she said that she might look to go elsewhere, get you know, more opportunities, um, or just have a, a you know a, a new team, a change of scenery. Um, but the dis- discussions are going to start during the season. We're not going to hear anything until you know end of August isn't it when the the, the first of August when the uh, the embargo and even mentioning um, new contracts is lifted um, so it could be much ado about nothing I could be like um, those of you who watch Sky Sports Football um, you, you could be like Jim White on transfer deadline night shouting a lot but nothing actually happening um, but I think it's going to be fascinating if SD Works have to open their door if you know as I'm saying eight race winners um without contracts at the end of the year. They want to win more races. They're going to want more opportunities. Um, are you going to be happy riding for Lotte Capecchi or Demi Vollering? No, are Demi Vollering and Lotte Capecchi going to be happy riding the same team? Nobody knows. But I think if SD Works doors open at the end of the season, all the other teams' open, doors are going to open as well. And I think they will welcome, um, if they can come up with the money, um, they will welcome um, some new talent. Which... Stands to benefit the teams, but I think if if you're know, if we're spreading the love a bit now and spreading the talent and the experience and the wins, um, then I think 2025 is going to be amazing for the women's world tour. Um, but let's get this one done first, shall we? So let's look ahead to the weekend and to next week as well. Um, in the women's peloton, Saturday, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race series of races continues with the Deakins University Elite Women's Road Race in Geelong, um, 141km uh, race. Um, it's the second, as I said here at the start, this is the second Women's World Tour race of the season and it's still January. Uh, it's a race that was won last year by FD Suez's, FDJ Suez's uh, Luce. And I guess, um, ahead of Trek's Amanda Spratt and Nina Boisman of Human Powered Health. Um, it's also a race that's previously been won by the likes of Liana Lippert, um, Arlena Sierra and Annemiek van Vluten. It's only been on the, the Women's World Tour calendar since 2022 and actually it would have been in 2020 had it not been for COVID um, with the 2020 and the 2021 races both being cancelled. Um, the Men's Challenge Mallorca continues with the uh, Trofeo Palenza which is a 158km lump fest I think I hinted as much at the start. Um, and round six of the X Duo Trophy um, at Flandrian Cross at Hama in Belgium takes place. Um, Sunday, the Cadell Evans Great Ocean Road Race for men in Geelong, 174km race. Actually, the distance isn't wildly but greater than the women's race. Um, it's been World Tour race, um, I think it's the third year of its inception in 2017. Um, won last year by Marius Meyerhofer of DSM. You knew that, didn't you? Um, but previous includes Elia Viviani and Pete Kenyak, no less. Sunday, again, the ch- the Challenge Mallorca concludes. Um, that's slightly 
flatter 150 kilometer final stage with the Trofeo Palma wrapping up the series um, and the penultimate or sorry, the, penult- the final round of the UCI Cyclocross World Cup um, takes place at Hoogeheide in the Netherlands with all to, still a lot to play for um, in the main series on Tuesday, Chris Sidwells continues his uh, TI Rally book tour in Wrexham in North Wales. Um, Alf Jones cycles in the Gresford area of the city. Chris is going to be joined by former TI Rally rider Dave Lloyd, um, which should be a, a cracking night. If you're in the area, I'm not suspecting that everybody's going to go straight to Wales in the back of this, um, but if you're nearby, get yourself along um, to Alf Jones Cycles. You need a ticket, although it's free. If you email sales at alfjonescycles.co.uk, you can book your slot or you can call 01978 854 300 and you'll get in the door. And yeah, tell Chris I said hello. So this has been the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. You can get in touch with the show, email us at cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on social media on X, formerly known as Twitter, at cyclinglegends1, where you'll also find me at the Gary Fairley, and you can get me on threads and on Instagram as well. Um, it's kind of quiet this week on the on the subscriber feed, so there's not much happening, but if you haven't already done so, you can sign up for the price of a large coffee, 3 50 a month, um, over at cyclinglegendspodcast.com and you can have access to our entire archive of old uh, feed zones, of the history shows, of interviews, you name it. A couple of years worth of stuff is there, all for 3 50 a month. In the meantime, I hope you've enjoyed the show this week. Thanks again for your time. It's been good to have you company um, and I look forward to speaking to you next Saturday on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends Podcast. <laughs>